0: summer breakfast well Australia has won one test series in India in 44 years and our next guest helped orchestrate it Simon John Buchanan coached the Australian cricket team from 99 to 07 and he remains the last successful coach to tour India after that 2004 triumph he's coached in the IPL he's a member of the Queensland Sport Hall of Fame and he joins us on the line good morning John welcome
1: Good morning, gents. How are you?
0: We're very well. We're very well. We're, we're eager to uh, to tap into your mind and what you might have made of... Uh, what's been a, a volatile build-up to today's first test?
1: Yes, yeah, so it's probably been less than ideal for the Aussie boys, with um, obviously carrying a couple of injuries going to India, and they're uh, hoping, I guess, uh, Green might have come through uh, for the first test, and then, of course, Hazelwood on top of that. So that that's probably... Um, Pun intended here, throwing things into a spin uh, in uh, in India for them because I think their their main game plan now might have to be adjusted a little bit. And um, just listening to an interview of Collins there before, it does seem like they're very keen to play a second off spinner um, in Murphy. So th- that will be interesting to see what sort of game plan they now uh, put together to. Uh, to take on India in that first
0: test. John, you're very familiar with that part of the world and the cricket that's played in it and the conditions that it's played in. I mean, regardless of what 11 ultimately take to the field over there, what, what do you say to those who claim that, you know, there's never been a more obvious example of a doctored deck than, than this one in Nagpur?
1: <laughs> oh, look, I, I'm sure when teams visit Australia and they, um, they come to the Gaba first up, they probably say exactly the same thing, except it's in reverse. It's a, a green top and it bounces and it and it moves around, you know. So, um, look, curators around the world are uh, uh, renowned for uh, you know producing wickets that uh, only they can they can do in their own conditions. Um, and I think you know if if, if we talk about um, sides, um, you know, being able to adapt, adjust then that's what touring sides have got to do these days. They face a whole range of conditions that are foreign to their home soils. But if they're going to be regarded as a, as a very good team or even a great team, um, you know, you have to be able to adjust to whatever conditions are placed in front of you. Um, and certainly, when we look at that Australian side, you mentioned the IPL there before. Most of the, most of the players have certainly been in India, uh, albeit mainly in T20 maybe with IPL and on wickets that are not necessarily produced for four-day or five-day cricket, but are produced for T20s. Um, and it is a time of the year, though. You know, we're now February-March, and uh, when we went there in 2004, that was October, October-November. So October is, is a period of time, obviously, coming out of the monsoons, and, and everything's a bit greener and a bit lusher, and the wickets are not worn They're not subjected to the, the constant play and the constant heat of India, whereas this time of the year... Uh, that's what you're going to face, irrespective of what people might make of you know, particular conditions and curators. That's what you're definitely going to face throughout India.
2: John, the the challenges uh, you face off-field in India, we, we often talk about the ones on-field. In your time there with with Australian teams, what were the things you found hardest off-field to cope with compared to home? Yeah, you're right, Simon.
1: Um, my first tour was 2001 with uh, Stephen Moore's uh, Last Frontier tour, and you know it was an. Ex- I sort of say to people, uh, you know, you experienced India pretty well from Singapore on the plane to you uh, landed in, in India because uh, there was a lot of expat Indians that that would jump on the plane in Singapore, and no matter what the uh, the airlines were trying to do, we'd have a queue of people up the aisle, queue of Indian people up the aisle, you know, just one person after the other asking for a photo, asking for an autograph. And, and then, you know, once you land and you open the, you know, entree into the airport, India just confronts you straight away. Every sense, you know, is confronted and it can be an overwhelming place. So um, I think it, it's a bit like swimming in the ocean, you know. If you try to swim against the tide of the rip, well, every likelihood you're going to drown. But if you actually swim with the rip and the tide, you can you can navigate your way through, and you, you'll you'll swim with it. Eventually, you get tired, and that's what happens in India. You can you, you got to go with it. You got to go with the flow. You got to go with how India operates. You got to go with their passion. You got to go with their their uh, constancy uh, about being in your space and being in your face. You know, it's just the way they do do things over there. It's their culture, um, and try to fight it. You. You know, it, it just overwhelms you. In the end, it will overwhelm you anyway. But you gotta, You got to go with it. And uh, that's the best way to to, uh, to work off the field. And if you can do that off the field, it certainly helps you on the field.
0: And, John, would you suspect that's why, like, Pat Cummins speaking yesterday just hasn't bought into this pitch debate at all, just to, just to let other people have that debate and that conversation and make the big claims and just keep a lower profile as possible?
1: Oh, I think so. I mean... Um, you know, there is absolutely no sense. I don't think in in uh, criticising a, a pitch, a set of conditions, whatever you're fronted with, because irrespective, that's what you have got, and that's what you need to be able to deal with. Um, and yeah, like like every uh, country around the world, if you choose to antagonise the locals, you, you'll find when you get out in the centre that it can become a very, very lonely place. Uh, So, again, as I was saying there before, you've got to try to swim with things, you've got to go with things, you've got to roll with the punches, as they say, um, and minimise the the amount of distractions that can impact upon uh, the way the the dressing room wants to operate, the way that uh, individuals feel about uh, India and their game and so on, and and just get on with what they do best, and that's, that's playing their best brand of cricket.
2: I remember back in the 80s, John, when we went over to India, we had a, a slogan that went on the bus with us, went everywhere with us to our team room. To lose patience was to lose the battle. I really think it helped a lot of the guys get through difficult conditions. And this isn't having a, 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 um, a go at Indians and their lifestyle. It's a completely different culture, a completely different lifestyle that, that is challenging in all aspects.
1: Yeah, you're 100% right, uh, Simon. That, that's exactly right. So that's what I'm, I guess I'm saying, that if you try to fight it, um, you know, you'll be overwhelmed um, uh, very, very quickly. And and again, as you say, it, it, it's no criticism of Indian culture. It, it's, you know, Indian cultures will find coming to Australia or going to New Zealand uh, confronting in different ways themselves, you know. So it is about trying to understand what that culture is, the way that people operate, um, try to blend in and, and absorb and enjoy that uh, as much as you possibly can. Um, and and then that then frees up, you know, the way that you go about your preparations, the way that you feel about yourself, the way that you get into a game and get through a game, get off that game and, and move on to the next, you know. So, um, yeah, good saying and, and hopefully the Australians are carrying that uh, as they are now. And uh, as you said there before, Pat Cummins, I think, is very much uh, an epitome of that.
0: Speaking of former Australian cricket coach John Buchanan, John, can you take us back to that, uh, that 04 tour? You know, Adam Gilchrist, the captain, of course, we, we saw the future Australian Test captain in, uh, in Michael Clarke make his test debut in the first match. I think he scored 150-odd. Then he took, famously, the six for nine in the fourth match of the series as well. A glutter runs for Damian Martin, the wickets for Jason Gillespie. I mean, how momentous was the occasion back in 2004?
1: look, it was. There's no doubt about that. Um, but it was certainly from my point of view and I think uh, from a number of players' point of view, it was It was born out of 2001. As I said, I hadn't been to India and, and um, as we've just been talking about, uh, there's lots of things to learn about how you actually find your way around India and through India and then play cricket in India. And so... I certainly learned a lot about how batsmen should bat. I learned a lot about um, how Indians bat. I learned a lot about the type of bowling and how to play spin bowling uh, just by talking to experts over there and, you know, the likes of Beatty and Prasanna and Chandrasekhar and Venkat, they were all around. And uh, it, it was a. And then you had the opportunity to watch, you know, Tendulkar and Laxman and Ganguly and a whole range of them and Drava go about their job, you know, so... A lot of that went into the, the thinking and the planning for 2004, and I, I think, you know, we had a very, very good plan about how we wanted to restrict Indian batsmen and how we could get them out, and at the same stage, um, batsmen had, you know, definitely worked out their own sort of game plans in terms of how they would confront the spin bowling of India. Nonetheless, in that 2004, you know, Harbison, I think, ended up taking 26 wickets in the series and. And uh, Kumblo took 27, you know, they took uh, something like 62 out of the 75 wickets. But on most occasions, in most innings, while they were taking wickets, they weren't taking them in a rush. Maybe the tail (laughs) got knocked over quickly, but they weren't taking them in a rush. And therefore, our, our front end was really working well. You know, the partnership of Hayden and Lang always generally got us off to a good start. Simon Cattage had come in to replace Ponding, who was injured for the first three tests. And he put together a couple of really crucial innings for us, one in that first test and I think another one in the, in the third test. Uh, and as you mentioned, Michael Clark came in, made his debut, 150. Uh, Gilly, 100 in that first innings with, with uh, Clark. And I think, again, Gilly, I've, I've said it a number of times, I, I, I do think he was uh, just a pivotal part of our success simply because we had the game plan and we stuck to it. And, and he was instrumental in making sure that on field, uh, that's what happened. We didn't deviate um, and, and just stuck with what we thought was going to work, and and, and gradually uh, that came through for us, first test and then the second, our third test.
2: Batting, John, under those different conditions uh, in India and bowling, for that matter, it's been interesting. The last couple of days on Fox Sports in the studio here, they've been showing us some highlights of that test series um, uh, back in the early 2000s, and it's been brilliant watching it, but conditions are so different to what, the Aussies have been brought up in. I know that they play in all different parts of the world, but India is unique from a bowling and batting perspective.
1: Yes, it is. Um, and, you know, as I was just saying before, I think when you look through that Australian lineup, there's a lot of them now that, that have played in India, albeit that um, maybe they're game experience is more short game than long game but nonetheless even in the short game in India that you know the wickets are are lower and slower and and there's such a variety of spin bowlers and and the way that their medium paces you know either use angles or change grips or whatever they need to do to uh utilize the conditions so I think there is a better familiarity, an increased familiarity of of that Australian team with Indian conditions um, coming into this series, which is obviously of benefit. Um, And also, I think, added to that, the the amount of data and information, as you say, the vision that's available to uh, teams these days to put together really detailed sort of Plans on, on players and, and the way a team might uh, put together its own strategy, an Indian team might put together its own strategy. I, I think that's all gone obviously into the mix. Andrew McDonald and Pat Cummins, the leadership team, and everybody associated with the team will have gone through that very, very extensively. And so I, I think they will have fashioned out exactly the way they want to play, all better. As we just said at the outset, you know, the, the couple of injuries and the Hazelwood injury. Um, may have turned that into a, a a little bit of a quandary for them. But nonetheless, I would have thought now that they've maybe their first option isn't available to them, they, they definitely have a second option. So I, I think they'll be well planned. They'll be well prepared. Um, it's now just like any game. It's now how do I take my set of skills and adapt those, adjust those to what the conditions are going to throw at me from ball one and right through the course of the game, you know. So that's that's how sports played. Sport is, no matter what the sport is, every player, no matter how good your game plans are, never really follows the plan. And what you've got to do then is obviously, as you know, so I and mean, everybody generally knows it. You you the ones that come out on top are the ones that can adapt it um, more quickly than than maybe
2: um, your opposition. would well, you talk about adapting, John. Now, there's been plenty of talk about young Todd Murphy coming into this Australian eleven. For this first test match in Nagpur, how has he got to adapt? And can you give us some sort of idea in your time about how players around him, players within that team, help a new player adapt as they come in to make a test to boot? Yeah,
1: so again, just listening to an interview with Pat Cummins. with Murphy and I don't know too much about him. And I imagine a lot of people don't know too much about him. He's, he's only played, I think, a few first-class games. Um, but as said, he said, he's got uh, Nathan Lyon there by his side and um, as, a, as, as a spin bowler and a person who's certainly uh, a wealth of experience in terms of different conditions and, and different players from around the world. But beyond that... You know, it's, I think, a, a pretty senior group, um, you know, from the, the Collages and the Warners and the Smiths and the, and so on, and the bowling group. So I think generally what happens is those new players in, firstly, one of their advantages is they're generally not um, scarred by, by any previous experiences. So, so youth brings an incredible amount of... Uh, enthusiasm and uh, belief um, in themselves for a start. And then if it can be uh, harnessed properly and generally harnessed by way of uh, the coaching staff and the senior players and the planning that goes with it, um, then the the individual like a Murphy will walk onto the field, I think, for a start with with a lot of confidence in what they can do. Uh, Then through the game, they're going to be then challenged by conditions by players um, even by some of the decisions maybe that are made by umpires which uh, you know might be slightly different because of the conditions that the umpires are that are managing um, so that's when I think that the, the, the likes of the Lions and the you know the Cummins and the, the Starks and all those guys that are you know, around him uh, will certainly support him through that if, if he needs that you know he may who knows he may just like Michael Clark stepped onto that field in Bangalore in 2004. Um, you know, I could say exactly the same things about a Michael Clark, but in the end, the individual took the bit between his teeth and, and just played his game. And, and certainly, as I said, there was a critical partnership there with him, Adam Gilchrist, Adam being out there with him. But nonetheless, he was the person that had to enact that. So everything I said was, was there, but, but ultimately the individual did it. So you know, great confidence in uh, a young bloke. It's fantastic to see a young spinner if he gets the nod to come in and, and uh, just see how he goes.
0: Well, John, we can't wait for it. I think I'll speak for everyone here at SEN. And uh, we, we it couldn't have been hyped up anymore. Uh, great to have your insights uh, this morning on it all. I uh, really appreciate it.
1: Uh, my pleasure, James. Thank you very much.
0: There's John Buchanan, there, former Australian uh, coach, joining us. Uh, Scoob, um, been there, done that, won there in 2004, and yeah, fascinating listening on as you tapped into there. Just the the changes on the field, off the field, um, the cultural differences that uh, that hit you even before you, you even land there on mm-hmm. the plane from Singapore, which which would be an adjustment having a, a full aisle of uh, autograph hunters and
2: it's a fantastic place it's a brilliant place to go to visit to play sport in I'd love the to passion watch of the match people there. is yeah. extraordinary and and they'd be to be commended for that they love their cricket absolutely adore their cricket
0: very measured though isn't he he didn't he didn't buy into the the pitch tampering or doctoring at all so you um
2: tried to get into buy in
0: didn't you a? of course of course we did as a You're former coach I'd be really interested in what he had to say on it but uh in the end um he What's that, sorry? We've bought into you it. You've bought into it. I've bought into it. We've all <laughs> bought into it. And it's it's Barat's fault. He started it all over there in the <laughs> press box over there in Nagpur. But uh, but John's mood is exactly that of the Australian cricket team at the moment. And, and, and that might be the best way to go about it. Uh, we'll park that for now. It's time to get into this.